Hello and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, I guess that's where the reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined, as always, by my boy, your co-host. He just got done having maybe one too many butterbeers with Winky down in the kitchens, Scotty Westside. How you doing, man? I'm I'm sobered up a little bit. Me and Winky <laughs> were, you know, we were having a good time pounding those butterbeers. Uh, apparently... <laughs> They're just as many as you can drink down there, uh, according to Winky. You know, she's just like, yeah, I I drink, you know, 50 a day. What, what's, what up? What you going to do about it, bitch? Dude, she's got a problem. She's man. got a major alcoholism problem, um, and I guess I'm just helping enable her. Yeah. See, isn't isn't it uh, fitting that the Hufflepuffs are down by the kitchens because you just have, like, Unlimited food, snacks, butterbeer. Well, I didn't That's know that thing. the Hufflepuffs were down by the kitchens. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah, they they are. That's not like a spoiler at all. That that's like that's where their house is located. Okay. <laughs> I I would hope that wasn't a spoiler. I don't see I don't know, how... man. There's there's some big plot circling around yeah, that. It's like gonna be very important later. It's like they were able to get to the kitchens very quickly because of their house being right next to it. <laughs> That would be real lame and real dumb. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing good. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing good, man. Um, I am really looking forward to this camping trip that we're doing next week. Hell it's yeah. going to be swell. Hell yeah. I love uh, Yeah. I mean, otherwise, not a whole lot going on. Just still been playing a lot of control and, uh, you know, just having a good time. I found a uh, delicious udon noodle place recently that I've been going to religiously like three or four Hell times yeah. a week. Um, it is delightful. I went today with my boy, uh, Jeremiah, who is a listener of the pod. So shouts to Jeremiah. Hell yeah, um, Jeremiah. We had a, we had a good time. Uh, so yeah, good, good times all around. Is Jeremiah a coworker? He is. Yes. I work with oh, him. Oh, I guess I can't say like some, some weird shit <laughs> about, about him. I mean, you could if you really wanted to. I don't know why you would. You don't even know him. I don't know him yet, so I guess I'll I'll, I'll uh, keep it cordial. For sure. Uh, well, we also have, speaking of uh, listeners of the pod, we have a special treat from our A-plus number one fan, super fan. I guess we can say now we have one super fan because <laughs> uh, our girl... Jamie, that we have talked about several times before on the podcast. I think this is a joint thing. I think this is Jamie and Jake. Well, j- nobody cares about Jake, though, so... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, just kidding. I love you, Jake. Uh, she sent us a gift. Uh, uh, I believe a podcast-themed gift, or at least uh, I'm assuming something to do with Harry Potter. Um, and yeah, she gonna... she uh, she told me that we should open it during this show. Okay, we're doing live reacts here. So I have yeah, my so, package. Uh, Jamie, you're a sweetheart. You're the best person I know. Uh, let's see what's uh, let's see what's going on yeah. here. This uh, bubble wrap, boy, did she bubble wrap this? That's a lot of bubble wrap. It's a lot of bubble wrap. You might need a knife, brother, or a wand. Nope, a wand <laughs> with a bayonet on it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that joke. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is 
amazing. Jamie, how are you so the best? Okay. I don't know if ours are the same. I'm still sucking at trying to open this. Yeah, Zach is struggling. So, it's a coffee mug. I don't know. Again, I don't know if these are the same, but I'll just read mine out. On one side, it says, life's a struggle when you're a muggle. Oh, that's awesome. Which is pretty hilarious. And then on and the it's other, a mug? What? It's a mug. Yeah, and it's a mug. Yeah. Double puns. Uh, and then oh. on the other side, it has a picture of two young wizards... One is that Slytherin and Ravenclaw colors? Yeah, it sure is, I man. So, so Scott and Zach, she's got this personalized. Damn. Damn, dude. Uh, Jamie, this is amazing. This is the coolest mug I own now. And I, I will say I own some cool mugs, but this really takes the cake. Thank you, Jamie. This Holy is rad. Cow. Jamie, you are amazing. I you're gonna have to tell Amanda, Zach, that I'm sorry. Jamie is now my favorite Hufflepuff that I know. Until... I think Jamie's my favorite person that I know. <laughs> yes. Not even limited to Hufflepuff. You got Jesus. you got to step up your game, Amanda. Send me send me goodies if you want to take that, you know, take that top Hufflepuff crown. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, seriously, this is this is fucking great. Yeah, and, and yes, by the way, my mug is the same as yours. If anyone else wants to send us more swag, the address. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wow, um, that cool. is awesome. That's so cool. It's very, very cool. We, we'll need to put a picture of it up on the Twitter yeah. when this comes out. Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, uh, I do have a decent amount of notes. Are you ready to hop in, pal? Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going through chapters 27 through 30 here. Um, a good chunk. I, I have quite a few notes because there was... A lot of stuff that I found very genuinely interesting. So we'll, that is so exciting to hear, I know, Scott. I knew that would Zach gets get Zach's little wee wee going. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll jump in here to chapter twenty seven because, like I said, I got a lot to get to. All right, let's do it. There's there's some interesting stuff. So where we last left off was they were finishing the second task. Uh, Harry had what was the, the moral fiber? Was that the whole thing he got? Oh all his, yeah, his bullshit bonus <laughs> points for moral fiber, which is very book one like Neville getting ten points for being a moral fiber asshole. Anyway, uh, so yeah, chapter twenty seven. Ron now thinks he's real shot hot shit for doing absolutely nothing in the second <laughs> task. He's telling everyone how he he tried to fight off fifty mermen. At once, uh, until they managed to tie him to the the post before Harry saved him, and then Hermione finally puts him in his place, and he's like, "She was like, what are you gonna? What were you gonna do? Snore them to death?" And <laughs> then he shuts up because he's got nothing. Uh, he sucks. So they they see in the paper that <laughs> Rita Skeeter put out an article. Uh, about Hermione and how basically Hermione is a real slut whore that is like this uh, stringing along this love triangle stringing along both Crumb and Harry more or less and so it's real fucking dumb right it's real dumb Um, I have a quote here that I found real hilarious 
because Ron had warned her, like, don't get on Rita Skeeter's bad side because she'll, you know, do something to you. So Ron says, I told you, I told you not to annoy Rita Skeeter. She's made you out to be some sort of scarlet woman. Hermione stopped, looking astonished, and snorted with laughter. Scarlet woman, she repeated, <laughs> shaking with giggles. It's what my mom calls them, Ron muttered. <laughs> I guess this is like a reference to, is this a reference to the scarlet letter? Like, that Hermione's no a whore is the only thing I can think here? Uh, no idea. I think basically that has to be what it is. Molly, being a lovely mother that she is, won't just call people whores or sluts uh, and prefers to use the nicer term scarlet woman. My, my guess is that's to do with the Scarlet Letter, which is a really dumb, terrible book that I hate. Basically, Rita Skeeter, bad mouth and Hermione. It's not cool. Hermione doesn't let her get to her, though, because she's cool, as always. She's like, if that's the best she can do, she's she's fucking sucked. She's washed yeah. up. And all the yeah. Slytherins want, want to think that it's going to bother her, but Hermione just, like, you know, waves and smiles at him because she's a fucking baller. Dude, Hermione's the best. She's uh, she's uh, literally actually the best. Um, is she your favorite character? The serious answer is probably yes. Yeah. But the real answer, the answer is in Crookshanks. my heart, is either Crookshanks or Lockhart. <laughs> I told Jake like, the other night that Lockhart was my favorite character, and I think he about had a seizure. Uh <laughs> A strong, he had a strong, and I had to call the bondulance. So Snape catches them. They're doing this in potions class because they're idiots. He catches them talking and reading this article and separates him. Separates them. Uh, he t- Harry's right up front, close to him, and Snape is like whispering to him, and he's basically like, "If you ever break into my office again, I will fuck your shit up. I will fuck your shit up so hard." Direct quote from Snake. Um, Snake. Snape. Uh, he says he knows it was them because the gillyweed and was it boom slang skin was the thing they boom slang skin. Yeah. yeah. For the polyjuice potion. I think lacewing flies also. Something like that. He says he knows that stuff came from his personal stores and so he knows it was Potter and he thinks it's Potter again this time and for once it's not actually Harry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's real pissed off about this. He tells him he's got uh, ver- veritas veritas serum, veritas serum. Yeah, uh, a truth potion so powerful that three drops would have you spilling your innermost secrets for this entire class to hear. He says the use of this potion is controlled by very strict ministry guidelines, but unless you watch your step, you might just find that my hand slips right over your evening pumpkin juice. And then we'll find out, Potter, whether or not you've been in my office. Uh, the funniest part about all this, Snape Snape getting real spicy with Harry here. But the best part about this is the thing that Harry is most worried about spilling his guts about is not the fact that, yes, he's been running around after lights out. Not anything about Sirius, that he's in contact with Sirius. Not anything about that. It, what he's most scared of spilling his guts about is how his little wee-wee feels about Cho. <laughs> he specifically calls that out when Snape says that. He's like, the Chang nanigans, dude. The Chang nanigans, my wee-wee, no! Uh, I thought that was real funny. I was like, you motherfucker, you. Um, 
Karkle comes in, interrupts their class, says he's like, I need to talk to you now, Snape. Snape is like, after, bitch. Uh, so Harry finds a way to make an excuse to stay after. And eavesdrops on them like he always does. Um, and Kark is like, uh, pulls up his sleeve again. And he's like showing Snape something. He's like, this is what's got me so worried. Do you see? It's never been this clear. Never since. And Snape interrupts him. And is just like, put it away. Um, so this is... Don't take your dick out in front of these yeah, fucking don't kids. Put your dick away. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so good on you, Snape. No. So this is, I'm guessing, the same thing or a similar thing that Snape has on his arm. That he grabbed when Moody was talking to him. It's your uh, black mark. My, my eh? black spot, yes. Um, I theorized last time okay. that this was maybe something that the ministry put on them to like track them or maybe prevent them from using dark magic. I think that's what I... Either I th- said that on the podcast or I was thinking it. I can't remember. It's a, it's a solid theory. But now, after reading these chapters, my new theory is... This actually was probably something done by Voldy to mark his Death Eaters. Mm. Also a solid theory. That's my new theory. It's one of those two. I know it's one of those two. Um, If it's something else, good on you. You fooled me, but I'm pretty sure it's (laughs) one of those two. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Snape's like, put your dick away, bro. Uh, (laughs) You can't be showing that in my classroom. Karkle's like, but you must have noticed. So obviously, the thickness. You must have noticed how veiny it is. <laughs> Look at those striations, dude. <laughs> so vascular. Uh, he's, he's like, you must have noticed, meaning he knows that Snape has the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so, and they're like acting up, they're agitated or whatever. Um, and they talk a lot about Voldy growing in power in these chapters. So that what makes me think it has more something tied to him gotcha um so the the three the three the three dopes meet Sirius and Hogsmeade uh this poor dude is like starving they bring him some food thankfully and he's just like chowing down on it the whole time they're talking to him um he's pretty he's just hanging out as a dog in the village he's like yeah I'm playing the lovable stray and trying to get people to feed me scraps uh because no one but Dumble and them know that he is an animagus, so it's pretty pretty sound plan, I guess. Um, so there's this whole weirdness with Crouch being ill that they're trying to figure out now, and Sirius wants to know if Harry lost his wand out in the forest or in the box before. Harry says he doesn't know. He said maybe it was still in the box Ron, of course, immediately, as he always does, jumps to the conclusion that it was the Malfoys. He's like, oh, the Malfoys were right there. It has to be the Malfoys. Um, But Hermione, my girl, mentions the Bagman was there. And that they saw him right before the Dark Mark appeared. And I'm like, fuck you, Hermione. I know it's the Bagman. I know the Bagman is up to something. Um, So then they're telling Sirius about his house, uh, Crouch's house elf, Winky. The whole thing there. And Hermione, of course, big upset about this. 
she's like, yes, he sacked her just because she hadn't stayed in her tent and let herself get trampled. And Ron's, of course, continuing to be a dick. He's like, Hermione, will you give it a rest with the elf? And Sirius here with a stinger of a line that I love a lot. He says, she's got the measure of crouch better than you have, Ron. If you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. And I'm like, damn, serious. Hell yeah, dude. That's a good line. Like, fucking really putting that bitch Ron in his place. Like, Now keep that in your back pocket for later. Oh, I always keep everything in my back pocket. In your back. Yeah, you in do. My, in my backside. In your back in hole. my fat dumpy. Um, you got your front hole and your back hole. You put it in your back hole. <laughs> put it in my back hole? I don't think I like the term back hole. Uh... So, they're they're still trying to figure out what's going on with Crouch. Sirius is like all these absences. He goes to the trouble of making sure his house self saves him a seat at the Quidditch World Cup, but doesn't bother to turn up and watch. He works very hard to reinstate the Triwizard Tournament and then stops coming to that too. Um, <laughs> he says, if he's ever taken a day off work because of illness before this, I'll eat Buckbeak. Uh, oh, Buckbeak is there, by the way. <laughs> Just chilling with it. Hell yeah, Beaky. Sirius here says that Crouch is so. So obviously, we we know that uh, by what Sirius is saying. Sirius and Crouch have a history, and here's where we find out. Crouch is the one that sent him to Azkaban without a trial. He says he's he's very a powerful wizard, um, and very power hungry. He was in line to be the next minister before all this shit that we're about to get into went down. He was the head of the magical hit wizards, right? Yes. Um, and yeah, he says, back in the old days when Voldy was in power, the ministry was in chaos because you couldn't trust really anyone. Um, you couldn't trust who was being controlled, who was really evil. Muggles were dying all the time. And so Crouch gave the hit wizards the authority to use killing curses rather than capture. Um, so they were just straight up doing the unforgivable curses, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Oh, I do have a correction. I'm sorry. Um, so the Aurors office, the magical hit wizards office mm-hmm. is a part of the department of magical law enforcement. Cause okay. there is other magical oh, law okay. enforcement. Sure, he, sure, sure. He's the head of the department of magical so law enforcement. So higher abo- than just abo- the head yeah, of the exactly. wizards. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, he, he gave them the authority to do all that basically. Um, and Sirius continues here. He says, well, times like that bring out the best in some people and the worst in others. Crouch's principles might have been good in the beginning. I wouldn't know. He rose quickly through the ministry, and he started ordering very harsh measures against Voldemort's supporters. Um, they were given new powers, powers to kill rather than capture. I wasn't the only one who was handed straight to the Dementors without trial. Crouch fought violence with violence and authorized the use of the unforgivable curse against suspects. I would say he became as ruthless and cruel as many on the dark side. He had his supporters. Plenty of people thought he was going about things the right way. And there were a lot of witches and wizards clamoring for him to take over as the Minister of Magic. Um, when Voldy disappeared, it would look like it was only a matter of time till he got the top job. But then his own son was caught with a group of Death Eaters who'd managed to talk their way out of Azkaban. So... Apparently, they were trying to find Voldemort and return him to power. 
And we will get more on this later. Sirius says he doesn't know if the boy was a Death Eater. He could have just been wrong place, wrong time, like his house self. Like Crouch's house self. Um, Crouch basically gave him a trial just to prove how much he hated him and then sent him to Azkaban. Sirius saw him come in because he was in Azkaban at the time. Uh, the boy did not last, though he died about a year later. Um, Sirius says that he wasn't the only one that happened. Most go mad in there. Plenty stop eating. They lose the will to live. Um, yeah, so really messed up stuff. He basically, you know, sentences his boy to Azkaban and then his boy dies like less than a year later. Um, Crouch seems like he was on like a bit of a mad crusade. And I wonder if, I wonder if we'll get more info on why he was so gung-ho about it you know um or if that's just who who he is i I think that's just who he is yeah i don't think there's anything specific sure so he also says that uh uh crouch's wife died not long after uh but due to grief she just wasted away like the boy um crouch never came for his son's body the dementors buried him outside the fortress i watched them do it um really messed up stuff yeah um it's a doozy yeah it's a doozy but after this crouch lost all popularity and was kind of just shuttled off to a dead end department uh which is the the one where percy's in the international relations or something like that yeah something like that um and Corny Fudge, our boy Corny Fudge, got the head job instead. Um, so yeah, big big info dump there from our boy Sirius, uh, really letting us know about kind of Crouch's past and every a lot of stuff that was going on around the time of, well, around the time and after Voldy's kind of uh, rise to power. Um, so Ron and Harry think that Crouch is investigating Snape. Because, of course, Harry saw Crouch's name on the Marauder's map in his office. (sighs) But Hermione and Sirius and me are like, this doesn't fully add up because why would he not be coming to the tournament then? It would be the perfect cover to basically have an excuse to come to Hogwarts and investigate Snape. Right. Um, They argue about whether or not Dumble should trust Snape. Um, because Hermione said, like, listen, Dumble said a bunch of times that he trusts Snape, and you guys should too. Sirius kind of goes both ways. He says, Snape knew more curses than most seven ye- seventh years when he arrived at Hogwarts, and he was fascinated with the dark arts. He hung out with a group of Slytherins who were almost all Death Eaters. Um... He, he drops some names here. I don't know how many of these, if any of these will be important, but uh, Rosier and Wilkes, they were both killed by hit wizards the year before Voldemort fell. Dude, I, I love that you still say hit wizards. <laughs> I'm never going to stop saying hit wizards. It's so much better. Uh, the Lestranges, they're a married couple. They're in Azkaban. Avery, uh, from what I heard, he wormed his way out of trouble by saying he'd been acting under the Imperious Curse. He's still at large. But as far as I know, Snape was never even accused of being a Death Eater. Not that that means much. Plenty of them were never caught. 
and Snape's certainly clever and cunning enough to keep himself out of trouble. Um, here's where De- uh, Harry tells them about like the arm thing that he overheard Carkle and Snape talking about. Sirius doesn't know anything about this, basically. I was hoping we would get some insight into this from Sirius, but he's like, yeah, I fucking don't know. (laughs) He's like, this is news to me, bro. What a nice change of pace for Harry, though. Like, he's actually, like, contributing and bringing stuff up. Right. Yeah, (laughs) instead of just immediately jumping to Snape's evil, he actually brings up something relevant and important for once. Yeah. Uh, Ron's still stuck on, but I'm pretty sure it's Malfoy. Sirius again here. He says, there's still the fact that Dumbledore trusts Snape, and I know Dumbledore trusts where a lot of other people wouldn't, but I just can't see him letting Snape teach at Hogwarts if he'd ever worked for Voldemort. So, sort of spoiler alert, Sirius is wrong here, because apparently, we'll get to it, but apparently Snape did at one time uh, work for old Voldy. Uh, but we will get to that. We will save that for later in the episode. Stay tuned till the end of the episode. Sirius <laughs> uh, uh, says Moody was a good magical hit wizard. Unlike Crouch, he never killed unless he absolutely had to. Uh, and he wants Sirius wants Ron to ask Percy of all people about uh, Crouch and Jorkins. Uh, never forget Jorkins, great name, Bertha. <laughs> Right. And also, uh, the last note I have, uh, Sirius says, hey, call me Snuffles, <laughs> which <laughs> where he comes up with the Snuffles thing. Uh, as far as I know, only a few people know about the Padfoot thing. Why don't they just call him that? But whatever. Well, Sna- Snape knows about it now. Does he? Okay. He doesn't know that he's an Animagus, but he, like, they don't they talk about like Lupin and all them creating the the map while Snape is there? Possibly. Or is Snape, I can is I can't remember when Snape comes in in the middle of that conversation and what they talk about before and what they talk about after. You know, maybe Snape was already knocked out, but either way, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's interesting. Snape doesn't know he's an animagus, huh? I would have thought they would have talked about that when he was there, but I guess not. Anyway, um so they're leaving uh Ron here, as they're walking in the castle, Ron is is wondering if Percy knows all that stuff about Crouch. Um, he says maybe he does, maybe he doesn't care. It'd probably just make him admire Crouch even more. Percy loves rules. He'd just say Crouch was refusing to break them for his own son. And Hermione is like, Percy would never throw any of his family to the Dementors. And Ron is like, I don't know. If he thought he were standing in the way of his career, Percy's really ambitious, you know. So something <laughs> yeah. tells me Freddy foreshadowing, also known as Ron here, uh, I kind of feel like somewhere down along the line, the this may come back. I feel like Percy may sell a member of his family down the river, um, is my guess. I mean, we all know Percy's my favorite character, so I don't right. know what, what gives you that impression. I don't know what would ever give me that impression, because nothing <laughs> Percy's done so far has been so egregious for the hate that you feel for him, I don't think, anyway. So I definitely think, also, again, these books are not usually the most subtle. I definitely think uh, this will 
come to pass in some way. And that is the end of chapter seven. That was a good chapter. Uh, a lot of Wait, really hold on. The, the chapter finishes with a great line. Ron says, poor old snuffles. Ron said, uh, breathing deeply. He must really like you, Harry. Imagine having to live off of rats. <laughs> yeah, at one point, Sirius says he's he's been eating rats to stay alive before they bring him food. Um, yeah, the Snuffles name is real dumb, though. You, yeah. you can you could do better, Sirius. He could do better. He could do so much better. Um, so yeah, that's the end of chapter seven, twenty-seven. Good chapter. A lot of just kind of interesting exposition from Sirius. And we get even more of that through these chapters. Um, these were really, like I said, jam-packed full of interesting stuff. So, <laughs> chapter 28, our girl Winky just smashed on Butterbeer. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely wasted in the kitchen. She's fucking wrecked, dude. They make Drinky hot- Winky. Drinky Winky! <laughs> How did I not make that joke? I'm 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 slacking. Um, they do make the comment here. I think when you told me there was alcohol in it, I was like shocked and appalled that these like 13 year olds are drinking it. Right. Um, but they say it's not very strong. And Dobby's like, like eggnog. Does eggnog have alcohol in it? Well, like, no, no, it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Like you're uh, full of shit. Eggnog with alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. If you pour some whiskey in it. <laughs> Zach's like, well, anything can technically have alcohol in it. The way I drink it, you fucking definitely. alcoholic. Zach would absolutely party with Winky all day long. Dude, we'd fucking get lit, dude. Uh, Dobby says that Butterbeer is apparently very strong for house elves. They, they have a weaker constitution, I guess. Uh, she's on six bottles a day, Dobby also says. She's just pounding these Butterbeers. They try to get some info on Crouch out of her, but she just passes out before she tells him anything. Um, And then the other house elves in the kitchen get pissed at them because of stuff Hermione is saying about, you know, how they should want wages and stuff. And Ron's pissed at Hermione again because he's like, oh, they won't want us back to get free food anymore. So hold on. But before so before Winky passes out, she says, Winky is not only doing housework for Mr. Crouch, Winky squeaked indignantly. Uh, Master is trusting Winky with the most important, the most secret, and then she, like, spills butterbeer and whatever. Yeah, I thought about making a note about that, but it was... I mean, we already know Crouch is doing something weird and that Winky is doing something weird. I just didn't think there was enough there to... Okay. You're right. I All probably right, well. should have called it out, but I just, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, buddy. Harry sees Hagrid digging in his yard and Maxime uh, trying to talk to him, but he's just like not having it anymore. Uh, he obviously is big time over his crush because she won't uh, admit that she's part giant. He doesn't want to give her that big bone anymore. He, <laughs> he does. He's just... I know deep in your heart, Hagrid, you still want to give her that big bone. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. You can you can get over this. Hermione gets a bunch of nasty hate mail about how Harry deserves better than her. Um, and like some of the some of this hate mail like hexes her, like spills shit on her hands. She gets like all these boils on her hands. I'm like, that's not fucking cool. Don't do that. Not to my yep. girl Hermione. 
People suck, man. Yeah, people fucking suck. They'll believe anything. Even uh, even my girl Molly oh, yeah. is drawn yep. into this a little bit because, like, I can't remember. I think this is later. They get, like, Easter presents or something, and Ron's and Harry's are, like, huge, and hers is, like, tiny. And Hermione's like, Ron, does your mom read Witch Weekly or whatever the fuck it is? Yep. And Ron's like... Yeah, she does for the recipes, and then Hermione just kind of gets sad and quiet, and I'm like, "Oh, Molly, no, don't believe it, no." Dude. It's 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 so like I think it's very real though, because like so many like moms, like they're just nice and sweet, but like I feel like a lot of moms are the first to like gobble up the gossip, you know, <laughs> and be very vindictive about it. Like, yes. my little muffin Harry, how dare she do that to him? Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. It is very believable, but I'm just like, no, Molly, no. Yeah. So Hermione is trying to figure out how Rita is overhearing these private convos because she put in the article that um, Crummy had, like, invited Hermione to come see him over the summer. Um, but no one else was around. And also, I think there was something she would have had to have heard in Hagrid and Maxime's conversation, right? Right. So, um, so Hermione's trying to figure this out. She knows it's not an invisibility cloak because she asked Moody and Moody didn't see her. Uh, also we learn here, apparently computers and electrical devices don't work at Hogwarts because Harry's like, well, what if she's just got like a bug, like a tracking device or whatever? And Ron's like, what the fuck is that? And Hermione's like, you dipshits don't read ever. None of this stuff works here. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, they get <laughs> Percy's reply about Crouch back. And basically he's just like, fuck off. I'm sick of answering this question. He's, I'm getting his uh, orders in the mail uh, or by owl. And uh, I know I know my own boss's handwriting, which is the fact that he says that specifically tells me he definitely doesn't know his boss's own handwriting. Yeah. Harry finds out what the final task is. It's a maze full of magic bullshit and creatures and whatever. Uh, they will get released like based on their scores. So is it Harry and Cedric are currently tied for the lead for for first? Yeah, they will get. Like a head start, basically, and whoever gets to the cup in the maze, center of the maze or whatever, wins. Um, the bag man wants to talk to Harry more, but Crumb instead pulls him aside, and he's like, I must talk to you. I must break you. You, you, Mont Hermione. Uh, he's big jealous about the Hermione thing. He's He's been reading that Witch Weekly as well, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Our, Harry's just like, no, dude, like, she's just a friend. It's cool. It's cool. It's all cool, bro. And they're talking, and Crouch, our boy Crouch, stumbles out of the forest, looks like shit. Uh, he's talking with a tree like it's Weatherby. Um, he's, he's wavering back and forth between very coherently talking to this tree about his wife and son like they're still alive, and then ranting to Harry like a madman. He's not in a good way. This is such a good scene. He's he's <sighs> so good. super not in a good way. Harry is going to run and get somebody. Crouch then, don't leave me. He whispered, his eyes bulging again. I escaped. Must warn. Must tell. See Dumbledore. My fault. All my fault. Bertha dead. All my fault. My son. My fault. 
He says my fault 37 times. Um, tell Dumbledore, Harry Potter, the Dark Lord, stronger Harry Potter, uh, and just is kind of babbling. I'll get Dumbledore if you let me go, Mr. Crouch, said Harry. He's like, dude, I'll get Dumbledore for you, but you just got to let me go, bro. Uh, he gets Crumb to help him. He leaves Crouch with Crumb and runs off to Dumbledore's office. Snape comes down first and gives him some shit about what are you doing here? What do you I want? I fucking you? hate Snape. What in do you this want, part, you dick, like- basically? Uh, but then Dumbledore comes out and they go. They get back to the spot, and Crumb is stunned on the ground. No sign of Crouch. Um, This is weird and interesting, and I don't know what to make of this. Dumble raises his wand. Uh, he's, like, got it all lit up. Points it in the direction of Hagrid's cabin. Uh, Harry saw something silvery dart out of it and streak away through the trees like a ghostly bird. And that's all that is said about that in these chapters to my knowledge i have no idea what this is what it could be it's what's happening it's here. fucking badass is what it is i'll take your word for it for now <laughs> <laughs> if it's I some wonder... if it's some kind of ghost bird pokemon that would be would be pretty cool i think i'm trying to weigh it out i, th- I think i could probably tell you no, you it, probably it, it shouldn't. Really isn't You've there. already ruined 13 things for me tonight. No. So, you know, let's no, not th- make it No, this really isn't plot heavy. It's just a it's just a cool thing that they can do. Do you want to know? I mean, you'll find out next book. Do you want to know? No, I'll find out next book if I'll find out next okay. book. Okay. All right, fine. Dirty bitch. It's cool. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's so cool. Uh Dumbledore uh wakes Crumb up. Crumb's like, he attacked me, the old madman attacked me, I was looking around to see where Potter had gone, and he attacked me from behind. Crumb really loves getting him from behind, is what he's telling me here. <laughs> he's um, like, oh no, He's Mr. like, oh Crouch. no, not from behind again. <laughs> <laughs> um... Dumble sends Hagrid to get Karkle, and then uh, Moody Moody also runs up, uh, or limps up, I guess I should say. Uh, <laughs> he tells Moody that they have to find Crouch. Moody limps off into the forest to look for him. Karkle shows up, and he's just like, nuclear, goes nuclear on Dumble about double-crossing and sabotage, and how this is all about, like, you're trying to ruin my boy Crumb spits at Dumble's feet, which is just a gross move. Like, never spit at anyone ever. That's like, I fucking hate that. I had someone spit on me once, and I fucking hate that shit so much. I think that's a... Somebody was telling me that that's like a... That's a thing that they do in, like, Pittsburgh. Like, like people will actually, like, spit at your feet. Pittsburgh seems like a shitty enough place for that to happen regularly. Yeah. Yeah, for no sure. No offense to anyone that listens to Pittsburgh. I've never been there, but it seems shitty. It sounds like it sucks. Though. <laughs> it sounds like it sucks. Especially fuck if the Steelers. Fuck the Pirates. Yeah, the I don't are like okay, Pittsburgh teams. We're all yellow and black. We're so cool. Um, <laughs> so when he does this, Hagrid nearly kills this dude. He like yeah. grabs him, like slams him up against the tree. He's about to just like fucking crush his skull with one of his big old meat mitts uh i don't know why i called them meat mitts just there but we're gonna roll with it hagrid is like 
or sorry, Dumble is like, calm down, Hagrid. Take him back, Harry, back to school. Take him right up to Gryffindor Tower. And Harry, I want you to stay there. Anything you might want to do, any owls you might want to send, they can wait until morning. Do you understand me? Um, Harry is like, uh, yes, sir, professor. <laughs> He's like, I. he literally says he had been thinking about sending Pigwidgeon straight to Sirius to tell him what happened. So either Dumble can read Harry's mind or Dumble just knows that the things that this dipshit wants to do all the time. I could believe either. Hagrid is big mad at Harry for going off alone with Crumb. He says not to trust any of them, these foreign school people. Uh, especially Maxime, he says. He's still big mad at her, uh, who is trying to get in. Was that a pun? Big yes. mad? It's always <laughs> a pun. Let's just assume it's always a pun. <laughs> Um, Maxime is trying to get info about the final task from him. I, I can't get a read on Maxime because I feel like this book doesn't talk about her enough. I don't know if she like genuinely did care for Hagrid at parts throughout this book or if she was just using him to try and get info, task info. Right, and yeah. if, if the latter is true, like man, I feel I feel so bad for my boy, but he's like he's like super over her. It seems like, so, um, yeah, he is poor poor Hagrid. I <laughs> I love you so much. You're you're. I, I think I said last book he 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 didn't do much that I like cared about, or he wasn't being funny or whatever. But I, I'm back on board with my boy Hagrid. This book, he's out of sympathy. No, Dang, not dude. out of sympathy. <laughs> he's just doing. He's not just moping and crying about a hippogriff all book. He's actually doing shit. Okay, fair enough. So, but also yes, <laughs> <laughs> out of sympathy. Uh, and that's the end of chapter twenty-eight. A- anything else in there? You want to spoil for me, buddy? Uh, no, I think we're good. I think I've done enough spoiling tonight. <sighs> okay, good. Uh, chapter 29. Is this, which one is this? The Dream. Oh, right. Okay. Man. These, Another fucking banger these chapter. chapters are dense and bangers and there's so much happening. Holy shit. Okay. <sighs> They're arguing, <laughs> the dopes, the three dopes, are arguing about who attacked who and what's going on with what Crouch said. Harry is convinced that Crouch was sanest when he was talking about having to warn Dumble and that Voldy was getting stronger. He, he's like, a lot of it was just like insane babble, uh, babble, but this seemed real. This stuff seemed legit. Right. So he was going, like his consciousness was was coming to like like breaking through whatever the fuck was happening to him. Right, right. right. Do you have any theories on this? I do. So it was it's almost like I'm assuming this was some kind of memory charm type magic where he was almost like his mind was like it was like split into like two separate timelines or something like that. It's like he was living in his mind in his memories part of his past life because i mean obviously he was talking about like his wife and son being alive uh maybe weatherby was a real assistant he had at one point um uh, 
yeah. I- I'm guessing this is just his mind is like fractured in a due to probably Voldy trying to get information out of him. I know he said he escaped, and I can only assume he's talking about escaping from Voldy. I don't know who else would be, you know, imprisoning him. Hmm. Um, who I, would be? The bag man, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust the bag man. Uh, I, I think probably... Voldy was trying to extract my my working theory is that Voldy was trying to extract information from him and like shattered his mind more or less basically. That's that's a good theory. Um of course it is. I only have good theories. <laughs> yeah. Uh fuck you. <laughs> I didn't like the way you said that law was so patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure you do, buddy. Oh sure you do, bud. Oh sure you do. Uh, so they're up in the owlry and they hear these voices coming in. And That's the hardest word for me to say. The owlry. Owl. Well, now that you <laughs> said that, now I can't say it. No, you said it right. I did you say it right, it but now that I was you like, brought oh, attention man, that's to it, hard. Owl. Owlry. Owlry. Zoro. Allery. No. Um, Whatever. Let's move on. They they're up in the places where the owls live. And Owl Owlry. Nope, just where the owls live. Um <laughs> and they hear With voices the talking about wizards. what? With the magical hit wizards too. <laughs> the magical hit wizards and the Nazgul and the Thunderbolts. They hear voices that talking about blackmail and He's like, that's just straight up blackmail, dude. We can get into a lot of trouble for that. We've tried being polite. It's time to play dirty like him. He wouldn't like the Ministry of Magic knowing what he did. I'm telling you, if you put that in writing, it's blackmail. Uh, yeah, and you won't be complaining when we get a nice fat payoff, will you? Um, fr- And it's friend George. Friend George come busting in. Hell yeah, they do. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's a really funny bit here where they keep asking the same exact questions to each other. So Ron and Fred at the same time, what are you doing here? And then Harry and George at the same time, sending a letter. And then Hermione and Fred together again, what at this time? Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a funny little gag. Um, I bet it. Did the, was this in the movie? I bet this is pretty funny in the movie. No. God damn it, movies! What are you even doing? Yeah, it's <sighs> this is this is exactly the kind of gag. It's that, it's heart wrenching. Yeah. yeah, this is exactly the kind of gag that works much better not in a book, but in you know a film type medium. Um. Anyway, Fred's like, fine. We won't ask you what you're doing if you don't ask us. Uh, and they just like send their letter and they're out. Uh. Ron thinks that they're so obsessed with getting money for their joke shop that they will do something very illegal like blackmail. Because I think Hermione's like, they wouldn't do anything illegal. Sure, they break school rules, but they wouldn't do anything illegal like blackmail. And Ron's like, no, listen, Percy's going to betray my family. Fred and George are going to blackmail people. Let's see, who else? Uh, Charlie's going to kill a dude. Uh, Ron's just throwing his entire family under the bus here. So they go to Moody and they ask him about Crouch, uh, if he found him when he was looking for him the other night. 
he says he couldn't find him on the grounds. He did use the Marauders map. Uh, Hermione asks him some question, and he comments that she would make a good magical hit wizard too, that she's got the right mind for it, uh, which he also told Harry that. Ron, I didn't I didn't write this down, but Ron says something trying to fish for that same compliment too. Yep. And Moody just doesn't say anything. It's real good. Uh Moody's like he could be anywhere by now, but that's the ministry's problem. He says Harry needs to focus on the third task and that the others need to help him. Um help him prepare, basically. They get a reply from Sirius. He basically says the same exact things. Uh, and also, he's like, quit going out of bounds at night, you fucking dick. Uh, direct quote, Sirius Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> signed, Snuffles. <laughs> fucking Snuffles. Uh, Harry is an idiot, as he usually is. He doesn't think anyone is after him. And he's mad at Sirius for lect- lecturing him about this after all the shit he used to do at school when he when Sirius was at school. And Hermione, again, as you, I feel like I say this 30 times an episode, the voice of reason, she's like, he's just fucking worried about you, you dumb cunt. He doesn't want you to die. Like, get this. There ain't no cure for being a cunt. There's no, there's definitely no cure for either of these idiots being a cunt. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Hermione's like, he doesn't want you to die. He's your godfather. He's worried about you. He's trying to protect you. Uh, Yeah. So then they go to divination class and Harry has another one of his Voldy dreams like he had in the first chapter of this book. And it's a doozy. It is a doozy. So you just hear Voldy's voice. You are in luck, Wormtail. You are very fortunate indeed. Your blunder has not ruined everything. He is dead. I'm assuming this can only be about Crouch. I think, again, that they were holding Crouch and that then he escaped. Wormtail did something and let him escape, but they got him back and killed him. Um, Dude, I, I struggle with their dialogue with Voldemort and uh, Wormtail because it's just like a very, like, like, dominatrix like <laughs> like slave dialogue it's so i mean like, he's my lord i i'm so pleased i'm so sorry yeah i mean he just sucks like pedigree just dude. sucks dude yeah. i also really hate that i i think i said this last time or one of the episodes i really hate how voldy calls him wormtail that doesn't make any sense to me why would he use their like high school James Potter, Sirius Black, Lupin nickname for him. I just don't understand. I don't know why he I'm not would sure. call him that. No, that, I mean that's that that's fair. I mean, like I I'd rather call him Wormtail than because he's a fucking rat. Like he's a stupid rat boy. I mean, he is a stupid rat boy. I'm just saying it doesn't make. Sense. Why would Voldy even know that nickname? First of all, I mean, you uh, know that <laughs> Pettigrew knows his own nickname, I know. right? I could just. <laughs> Pettigrew is that guy that tries to give himself a nickname. Yo, call me Wormtail, bro. Yeah. <laughs> call me... Uh, call me fucking Hawk, call, dude. call me fucking Hawkblade, bro. Yeah, I'm Hawkblade. It's cool, bro. No, yeah, call me Hawkblade. Uh, I, I had a roommate in college who tried to get us to call him these... 
Jay Dizzle or something like that. And we were like, nah, Jesus. nah, nah, we're going to call you douchebag. I can't even remember what it was. It was like something very insulting instead. Uh, he was a douchebag. Anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. I hope I hope that guy finds this podcast. I hope he does. <laughs> that would be very funny. Um, Voldy's like, uh, sorry, Nagini, uh, you're out of luck. I will not be feeding uh, Hawkblade to you after all. Um, but never mind, never mind. There's still Harry Potter. So apparently he's going to feed Harry to, uh, the snake. Uh, I don't know if that will make, uh, the snake milk extra delicious for him or something later down the line. Gross. I try. I did not want that. I try not to think about that, but I also can't stop thinking about the snake milk. (laughs) The snake milk. (laughs) Every time I'm milking my, no, um, I just, I just can't. After that chapter, I can't stop thinking about Voldy drinking snake milk. Um, then Voldy does the uh, the the old Crucio curse on uh, Hawkblade. I think I might call him that from now on. It Please makes, don't. It makes me. Laugh. He's got too many names. Please don't. <laughs> he does have way too many names. Uh, Voldy does the Crucio curse on Wormy, and uh, Harry's scar is killing him, and he uh, wakes up. Everyone in the class is like, yo, what the fuck? Except Trelawney, who is pumped. She is so hyped for this. She's like, <laughs> you had a vision, boy. <laughs> um, Harry's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Fuck you. It's a headache. And uh, the most sensible thing he has ever done in these books, he's like, uh, Sirius told me that if this ever happened again, I need to go straight to Dumble. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, fucking hallelujah, Harry. This is literally Hell the first time you've ever done yes. anything sensible. This is <laughs> this is a real dumb, random thing here. Harry goes to Dumbledore's office and... Oh, the password? Is yes. This? <laughs> it was Lemon Drop like two years ago, and he thinks that's still going to work. So he just starts yelling random words, and one of them works. Cockroach cluster. Yeah. It's cockroach cluster. And he's like, Dude. oh, I was only joking. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. Fuck, I didn't know that was. <laughs> this is equivalent to, like, you trying to, like, just hit random letters on the keyboard to unlock somebody's, well, like. They're, they're all candies. They're Like, all of Dumbledore's passwords are candies. I don't know that Harry necessarily knows that, but yeah. he's saying candies. I know, but, like, A, I don't think Harry does know that. And, B, just... Dumbledore, you got to get better security, my guy. This is so Dude, ridiculous. It's already in Hogwarts. I know, and he's a fucking baller. It doesn't matter. I know. It's just so dumb. Harry just starts shouting words, and it works. Ugh. Um. Anyway, Harry goes up to the office, and he overhears his 176th conversation of this book. Um. Dumble, Moody, and Corny. Uh, Corny is convinced that Crouch either snapped and wandered off, or <laughs> Maxime ate him as, or something, <laughs> since they were close to the Bobaton's carriage. What the fuck is this all about? Crouch is like, or no, Corny is like, well, you know, he was last seen very close to the Bobaton's carriage, and that Maxime woman, you know, her heritage, ooh, they're kind of crazy. And he's such a racist. He's such a piece of shit, Corny Fudge. What are you doing? And Dumble 
good on Dumble, defends her. He's like, I consider her to be a very able headmistress and an excellent dancer. He, he throws his little joke in there because he danced with her at the Yule Ball. Um, f- Corny Fudge doubling down on his racism here. He's like, don't you think you might be prejudiced in her favor because of Hagrid? They don't all turn out harmless. If indeed you can call Hagrid harmless with that monster fixation he's got. I'm like, Corny Fudge, you are... You fucking tumbling down these power rankings if you're going to call out my boy Hagrid. Cornelius Fudge fucking sucks, dude. See, I don't even think I, I hate him. I, I didn't know you ha- what your opinion on Corny Fudge was. but No, I fucking hate him. Okay. And like, it was this book where I started feeling like, yo, this guy kind of sucks, but oh, just wait. Man. You're <laughs> so, a good. fucking I, doozy. I can't wait for the just waits, more just waits from Zach. Uh... Dumble fires back. I no more suspect Maxime than Hagrid. I think it possible that is you who are prejudiced, Cornelius. Um, fucking. Okay. I'm going to pause here briefly just to say that. <sighs> Zach is going to really, really get him raging hard on from this. But uh... Oh, hell yes. Do you love Dumbledore? These specific chapters like rocketed Dumble up the power rankings. Oh yeah. Like I've mostly enjoyed Dumble so far. I've had certainly a lot of problems with some of his choices, his methods. His methods exactly. But there does always seem to be a madness to his method that I find humorous. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, And just kind of what an arrogant dick he can be at times. I, I really appreciate how he's just very proud of himself, how cool he is. Um, But, man, these chapters, I was like, oh, there is a legit interesting character behind all this kind of uh, he, he just He so successfully controls a room just with his words yeah. it's insane he's yeah. so good at it yeah um definitely and this this was the start of it where he's basically just like fucking schooling corny fudge um for being a fucking racist dick moody's like hey we should probably wrap this discussion up and fudge is like yeah 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 let's go down to the grounds and moody's like no 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 it's not that it's just that potter wants a word with you dumbledore he's i can see him through the door <laughs> <laughs> Moody never fails to be creepy with his his magic eye. Um and that's the end of that chapter, chapter 29. Um Scotty. Yes. We're about to get into one of my favorite chapters. Um spoiler Zach. This chapter is real fucking good. <laughs> this chapter is real and, fucking good. And it is my favorite like magical artifact. This it's, thing's cool it's so fucking um, badass dude we'll yeah oh we'll we'll, we'll talk about it this, this thing is this this chapter was good yes. <laughs> fuck yeah dude. chapter 30 uh dumble is like <laughs> hey wait for me in my office uh for a minute i gotta go examine where crouch disappeared uh harry snooping around uh Dumble's office. Uh, we get a fox mention here. Harry says, "What's up to Fox? Who's apparently just hanging out in there?" 
Hell yeah, um, Fox, dude. That's hell my yeah, guy. Fox. This book needs all these books need more Fox. I, I think oh, this yeah. is the first mention of him since he was the MVP of book two. Um, just like uh, uh you know, a Crookshanks check in that I get every now and then that keeps me going. I need I need a Fox check in every now and then. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Completely. Um, Harry's snooping around some more. He gets uh sucked into this bowl, uh, in like a closet and. He's transported to like this room with a bunch of other wizards, including Dumble. Um, but it's a vision or a memory or something. Uh, I find out later it's definitely a memory. Um, it works. It works almost just like the uh, the book, the uh, the diary. Right. Harry Harry mentions that. I think I don't know if it's here or if it's later. He says like, yeah, this is this is the second basically time this has happened to me. It's like Tom Riddle's diary, basically. Um, yeah. So, so tell us what happens, Scott. What happens inside the inside the bowl? Do you know the name of this thing? You know, it's called the pensive, right? The title the title of the chapter is the pensive. So I'm gonna assume that you know that it's called the pensive. Uh, yes, I know that it's called. I didn't know how to pronounce it because it's spelled weird. And I was like, it's like pensive, pensive. Yeah, I, pensive? when I read it, I thought it was called pensive, and I think they may even say pensive in the movies, but. Our boy Jim Dale says pensive, and I like that you, better. You think he's the the final say? Okay, um, I can I can get down with that. Jim Dale's cool. Um, all right, we'll we'll call it the pensive then. Yes. Uh, uh, thank you for. Yes, I know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> congratulations on not ruining something tonight. Uh, <laughs> You're such a bitch. Uh, yeah, Harry realizes it's like a vision or a memory or something because he's like, Dumble doesn't respond to him when he's like talking to him. Um, first thing that comes in, uh, a much younger Carkle, uh is brought in. This is this is some sort of like wizard trial room, basically. It's the wizard gamut. Uh, sure. Thanks for the spoiler. I didn't no, know that, that. that. That's what they call their like. I'm kidding. Hearing thing. I'm kidding, you fucker. Okay. Uh, younger Carkles brought in and says, he's like, yo, uh, I can help you round up the rest of the Dark Lord supporters. Just do not send me back to Azkaban, please. Uh, Moody is sitting next to Dumbledore. <clears throat> he's pissed off. He's like, Crouch is going to let him out. He's done a deal with him. It took me six months to track him down, and Crouch is going to let him go if he's got enough new names. Let's hear his information, I say, and throw him straight back to the Dementors. Um, Dumbledore kind of snorts at this, and uh, Moody's like, Ah, I was forgetting. You don't like the Dementors, do you, Albus? Said Moody with a sardonic smile. No, said Dumbledore calmly. I'm afraid I don't. I have long felt the Ministry is wrong to ally itself with such creatures. So we talked about this last book. I kept saying how, like, these Dementors, I'm sorry, Nazgul, are like, fucked up evil ass creatures what the hell and i think you mentioned that dumble well i mean we talked it talked about it in the book how he did not want them around he, he doesn't like yeah, them. he Correct. doesn't yeah. like them he didn't want them on the hogwarts school ground he got super yeah. pissed and i i think i wanted to say that he like has advocated to not work like for the ministry to not work with them but i i don't think i wanted to i was afraid of that being a spoiler <laughs> Oh, yeah. Obviously, you're very, very conscious of yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's. It seems like either he just has quietly felt it's wrong or if he's, I don't know if he's actually done anything active about it, but he do, he doesn't like them. Um, he would love to just shoot his white silvery load at them all the time, I'm sure. 
Um, <laughs> God damn it. Good old Patronus. Hey, what, what, is, uh, what is his white silver reload? I have no idea. Mm, I don't think okay. they say because Harry passed out when he okay, yeah, used no, it you're against fine. him. I'm sure it's a big load. <laughs> <laughs> One might even say the coolest load. What? Exactly. <laughs> is it a penguin? No. Polar bear. Something cold. No, that's not. I didn't say coldest. I said coolest. I know, but that's what I, I thought. Because it's you were... fucking cool. Oh. But <laughs> you were making like reference to like it was no. Some, I'm like, literally telling you it's the coolest Patronus that exists. Are you sure it's not some kind of Arctic creature? <laughs> I'm positive, Scott. Okay. In fact, it's quite the contrary. It's a dragon. Uh, uh no. It's uh, I got nothing. Anyway, <laughs> think about what 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 he has in his office every day. Oh, why did you? Isn't that cool? I mean, yes. That's so cool. It doesn't matter, Scott. This is not a spoiler. I'm just very sensitive to spoil. Okay, what was the thing you should we tell? We've made a lot of allusions to this tonight, but we haven't actually said what you spoiled before we started recording for me. But now I forget, uh, so I guess I shouldn't it? ask you. Yeah, now yeah, I no, forget. no, definitely not. Just don't listen to it when you're when you're editing. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to swing that. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, a phoenix. That's cool. Uh, not that's as so cool as an actual badass. real phoenix like Fox, but still pretty cool. Karkul gives them five names here, four of which are useless because they've either already been caught or killed. Uh, but the fifth one, uh, a Rookwood, uh, Crouch is like, we'll investigate this dude. He, I think he works for the ministry, they say. Augustus Rookwood, yeah. Um, and then, so, Crouch is like, okay, we'll investigate this dude, and meanwhile, you're going back to Azkaban, um, Karkle, not, not happy about this, he's like, wait, 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 Snape, Severus Snape, uh, he was, he's, he's another name, Crouch said, Snape has been cleared by this council, he has been vouched for by Albus Dumbledore, no, shouted Karkaroff, uh, I assure you, Severus Snape is a Death Eater. Dumble, not having this slander against his boy, stands up. I have given evidence already on this matter. Severus Snape was was indeed a Death Eater. However, he rejoined our side before Lord Voldemort's downfall and turned spy for us at great personal risk. He is no now no more a Death Eater than I am. Um, that just bang, just there it is, boom, bang, pow, bop, right in the kisser, just bow, pop, right in the kisser, the old razzle dazzle, just hitting us with that right out of Dumble's mouth. It's this so big. Good. This is big. Yeah, dude. Um, so Sirius was wrong, as I said earlier. Uh. Sirius was like, yeah, no, if he was ever a Death Eater, um, Dumble wouldn't let him teach at the school. Uh, well, I, I got news for you, Sirius. <laughs> he was a Death Eater, and Dumble does let him teach at the school. So, man, this is like, I, I'll save that for the end. Okay. Remind me to come back to this Snape stuff uh, at the end, because I want to talk okay. more about this. Yeah. Harry turned to look at uh, Moody. 
Uh, he was wearing a look of deep skepticism. Uh, Moody, obviously, not a Snape fan. Uh, he doesn't fully buy what Dumbledore's selling here. Crouch is like, all right, Karkle, I should review your case. Uh, you will return to Azkaban in the meantime, and it fades out. Harry is taken to another time and trial, and a much younger, fitter, the Bagman is brought in. <laughs> um, I think he's still wearing like his Quidditch robes or something. He's like full Quidditched up or whatever. Uh huh. Um, we find out he was passing info to the Death Eaters. Um, he claims he had no idea. He's kind of being very like jokey and like jovial about it because, uh, spoiler to everyone here, minus Crouch, probably Dumble and Moody, like fucking love this dude. They think he's like, this is like Brad Pitt of the Wizarding World. This dude's like a celebrity. Right, exactly. He's like, uh, I had no idea. I thought Rookwood was a friend. Uh, he was going to get me a job at the ministry. Crouch wants imprisonment. The jury says no. And instead, the jury stands up and says, congratulations on your great Quidditch match the other day. Uh, Crouch is furious. Um, he's like, it'll be a sad day. If he ever joins the ministry, uh, spoiler Crouch, he 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 does join the ministry. He does. <laughs> He's the head of betting and being a bookie. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then uh, that's the end of that, and we skip to yet another memory. Um, by the way, Crouch is like, as he goes through his memories, Crouch is like getting increasingly like gaunt and looks like more and more like the dude is like losing his fucking mind losing his mind like under the fucking gun you know like yeah bad shit's happening um and this one the worst one for for the your boy crouch uh you have been brought here it's it's a it's it's four people i think four um that they have in front of them this time two there's like a woman two guys and a young boy right yes and one of the boy, the, the young boy is, of course, Crouch's son. Um, he's like, we, you have been brought here so that we may pass judgment on you for a crime so heinous that we have rarely heard the like of it within this court. Uh, his, his son's trying to plead with him. Crouch is just ignoring him, uh, talking over him. We have heard the evidence against you. The four of you stand accused of capturing an, sorry, a hit wizard. Frank Longbottom <laughs> and subjecting him to the Cruciatus curse, believing him to have knowledge of the present whereabouts of your exiled master, he who must not be named. So this is, I don't know if the other ones were after Voldy was gone. I'm assuming yes. Um, but this one is for sure, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, Father, I didn't shriek yeah, the boy. They, they, they are all. After I kind of assumed they would have yeah. to be. Um, I don't suspect they had like time for trials in the middle of Voldy's reign of no. power. Uh, the boys, you know, going nuts. Father, I swear I didn't do it. Don't send me back to the Dementors. Uh, Crouch, again, just keeping going. You are further accused of using the Cruciatus Curse on Frank Longbottom's wife when he would not give you information. You plan to restore he who must not be named to power and to resume the lives of violence you presumably led while he was strong. 
the the woman stands up here um she's like the dark lord will rise again throw us into ask man we will wait he will rise again and will come for us we will, he will reward us beyond any of his other supporters we alone were faithful we alone tried to find him um the kid's losing his mind he's like no because i i, I everyone votes to to lock him up and throw away the key basically right, uh, right it's exactly. like unanimous people are like clapping they're like the exact opposite of what happened with Bagman. They're big into punishing these these four. He's Crouch's son, still going crazy. Like I'm your son. You have to believe me. You have to believe me. Crouch is like unhinged. He's like, you are no son of mine. I have no son. Um, and just then, uh, Dumbledore number two. Because, of course, Dumbledore and his memory is sitting right next to Harry, but he turns around and there's another Dumbledore sitting there, this one telling him, I think, Harry, it is time to return to my office, said a quiet voice in Harry's ear. This is just a cool way to just, I love how, I love how Dumbledore just kind of comes in, obviously he sees Harry or knows Harry is, you know, rooting around in his memories and doesn't like just pitch a fit about it or like what are you doing bro he just kind of quietly lets this scene play out lets harry finish kind of seeing what happened here and then it's just like hey hey man we gotta we gotta go we gotta get the fuck out of here dude let's go come on let's go um uh, dumbledore's he's so good in this in this chapter uh (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm so happy scott i fucking hate you so i'm so happy We'll come back to why I specifically hate you so much, though. Ah, uh, he's just so good. Um, Dumbledore's like this is where we find out this is called a, a pen pensive. Right. I sometimes find, and I'm sure you know the feeling, that I simply have too many thoughts and memories crammed into my mind. <laughs> Again, just like the arrogant flex, the flex of this man is so good. He's like, dude. I got I got so much brain power my head can't even contain it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have to literally transfer all my sick thoughts into something else cuz it's too much. Uh dude is just like using his wand to pull out uh thoughts and memories out of his head and just like throw them into this pot of stew and apparently he like swirls it around and it helps him make connections. He says it's like easier for him to make sense of them when they're in this pensive, I guess. Um, Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he gets to revisit them like clearly. Right. He gets to revisit them clearly. And, and the way he talks about it, it seems like this pensive, this magical item also has a way of like, putting things together like that may have a connection or that are important. I I think we'll get to that here in a second. Yes, because, okay, here it is. Dumbledore placed his long hands on either side of the pensive and swirled it rather as a gold prospector would pan for fragments of gold. And Harry saw his own face change smoothly into Snape's who opened his mouth and spoke to the ceiling. It's coming back. Karkaroff's too stronger and clearer than ever. And then Dumble says, a connection I could have made without assistance, Dumbledore sighed, but never mind. Fuck, dude. <laughs> the fact that it changes from Harry's face then to Snape, I don't know if that's the connection. 
I I don't I don't I don't think so. I think you're okay. you're reading something that's not there. Okay. Fair enough. Um but <laughs> just this little tidbit again. This is important what Snake's so saying here. Uh this all this was the big one. This is the big one that made me think, okay, this isn't something that has to do with the ministry. This is something that has to do with Voldy because they talk here a bunch about Voldy growing in power and he's saying Karkaroff's too stronger and clearer than ever. This has to be some kind of magical marking that Voldy put on his Death Eaters to maybe control them, maybe just to know where they were, um, to keep tabs on them, something. Um, But the fact that Snape is, like, discussing this with Voldy, or, sorry, excuse me, Dumble, I mean, obviously, you know, Snape and Dumble, it's becoming more and more apparent, are are very close. I have a very close relationship. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, yes. Dumbledore is the person who has taken the the lead in investigating, like, Voldemort and trying to, like, I mean, obviously the the ministry was trying as well, but Dumbledore's, like, the guy, right? Right. Right, and the so ministry the, like doesn't seem to buy, especially Corny Fudge, that Voldy is like making a comeback because he's just hand waving right. all this Jorkin stuff. Um, and we'll get more into that here later. But but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, saying Snape and Dumbledore are like best friends. I'm saying they obviously have a very close like uh, even just a working, lot of overlap. working relationship, you know. Right. Um, because it seems like Dumbledore was Snape's connection for when he turned spy and then he defended him and brought the evidence and all that. So and now obviously Snape is telling him about, you know, him and Karkarov's death mark or whatever, black spot coming back. Right. Um So <laughs> in the midst of all this serious ass shit. A uh, little funny thing here. Uh, Harry is starting to tell him about what was going on. He says, Professor, I was in divination just now, and er, I fell asleep. He hesitated here, wondering if a reprimand was coming. But Dumbledore <laughs> merely said, quite understandable. Continue. <laughs> I'm just like, hell yeah, Dumble. Hell yeah. He's just like, yeah, I would fall asleep in that dumbass class too. <laughs> Fuck Trelawney, basically. <laughs> I fucking love Dumbledore. It's real funny. Uh, Harry tells him about his scar hurting, and Dumbledore's like, okay, has it hurt any time other than this time, and also the time it hurt that you didn't tell me about? And Harry's like, what? How did you know? Because Harry's a dipshit. <laughs> And Dumble's like, I've been in contact with Sirius too since he left, you fucking moron. Um, he's like, I fucking told him to come and hide in that cave. Cause I'm I'm fucking Flex Master Flex over here. He says, I have a theory about why your scar hurts. It is my belief that your scar hurts both when Lord Voldy is near and when he is feeling a particular strong surge of hatred. Dumble asks if Harry actually saw Voldy in his dream vision. And Harry's like, well, no, what would I see? He hasn't got a body. 
But then he's also like, well, wait, how would he hold the wand? And Dumble's like, how indeed would he hold the wand? Um, maybe he's some kind of like little snake baby, which is why he needs snake milk. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I want I want to say this now, uh, and we won't. We'll have to somehow remind ourselves to, to talk about this literally when we're finishing everything. Oh, but uh, there, there's no definitive, like, this is how he has a body. Uh, there are some fucking crazy theories that I would love to... Okay. I guess dive into later um, on how this, how exactly what he just said. How would he be holding the wand? Like, how does he have some substance some or sort whatever? Of physical body. Oh my god! Because he's dude, not it's, just it's like a force nuts. ghost. He has. Yeah, we'll go with that for now. He has some <laughs> kind of physical form because force ghosts, force ghosts, force ghosts can't hold wands, or can they? Disney's no. canon. You never know. <laughs> Hashtag not my Star Wars. <laughs> Harry wants to know if Voldy is getting stronger. Um, Dumble here says that there were disappearances leading up to Voldy's original rise uh, to power, and now more. He thinks Crouch, Bertha, uh, Jorkins, and our old or our, our guy, old Frank, my boy, uh, their disappearances are connected. Uh, uh, Dumble makes some smart ass remark about how. Yeah, unlike the everyone else in the ministry, I actually read the Muggle news, so he knows about old Frank disappearing. Um, he says all these disappearances are connected, but the ministry does not think so, obviously because Corny Fudge is an idiot. Yes, Corny um, Fudge sucks. So now that we're kind of past that, now here here's here's what I'm waiting for. Like all this was interesting and good, but I'm just like, let's talk about these memories. Please, let's talk about these fucking memories. Uh, and here's where we get to it. Harry asks him about the trial he saw. And if those were Neville's parents, they were talking about getting tortured. Uh, I have a confession, uh, an admittance to make here. You always give me props for how I read intentionally and how I pick up on things and important things. Mm-hmm. The long bottom thing did not occur to me at all when I was reading <sighs> through this chapter. And I yeah. think it's because just Neville is such a nothing in my mind that just, right. the long bottom thing went right over my head. Oh, dude. Uh, sorry, Neville. Sorry. No, it's it's so sad. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. like ugh, fucking it blows, dude. Um, Dumble fucking really kind of verbally slaps Harry around here a bit too. Dumble is like, uh, you've known him for four years and you've never asked him why he was raised by his grandma, you fucking dick. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, I guess I haven't. Uh. Um, so Harry asks if they're dead. Dumble says no, they're in the hospital because they were driven insane. I, I love I love the, the little just like flavor that J.K. Rowling gives Dumbledore here. Just from his no, she says, no, said Dumbledore, his voice full of a bitterness that Harry had never heard there before. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it yeah, just stings, there's, dude. There's, like another, there's another part here where it's like, we're getting more different emotions from Dumble that we've like never seen him have before. He He's a very, um, I mean, he also too was very intentional, but like, uh, 
care and like emotion are of are vital for him like right. he, he he places those things above i mean most anything right and, and, and yeah it, it, him being very intentional with his emotions is a good way of saying it because I, I think you know first we saw him oh, it's so good. Well, well we'll loop back around we'll loop back all right around. yeah yeah uh Dumble says they're in the hospital because they were driven insane. They were very popular. Apparently, people loved, uh, was it Frank, and do we know his mom's name? Alice. Alice Longbottom. Um, Apple fell very far from the tree, apparently. Um, They were very popular. People were furious when this happened, and they wanted justice. Uh, He, so that's why they basically threw the book at these four uh, that did it, including Crouch's son. Harry Net then asks him about the Bagman. Uh, Dumble says no. He was never accused of any dark uh, practices after that. And then Snape as well. And he says no. Neither of them have ever been accused of any dark activities since. Uh, Harry here can't stop his 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 dumbassness. Uh, blurts out, "What made you think he'd really stopped supporting Voldemort, Professor?" Uh, Dumbledore held Harry's gaze for a few seconds and then said, that Harry is a matter between Professor Snape and myself. Uh, and then you can tell Harry, even Harry, as big of an idiot as he is, kind of realizes that Dumb- that's like the shutdown. He says he knew the interview was over. Dumbledore did not look angry, yet there was a finality in his tone that told Harry it was time to go. Uh, and so did Dumbledore. Um... As Harry's leaving, um, Harry Harry has kind of mentioned several times about this chapter that there are several times when he has noticed that Dumbledore is looking older than he 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 usually notices him. Um, mm-hmm. He looks a little like run down. Um, and uh, as Harry's leaving, Dumbledore's like, "Good luck on the th- on the final task, Harry. You're the third task, I guess." Well, he he also says. Harry, he said as Harry reached the door, please do not speak about Neville's parents to anybody else. Right. He has the right to let people know when he is ready. It's just so good, I think. Like, yeah, I love Dumbledore. I mean, I don't care about Neville. Uh, I feel bad, obviously, for his parents. Well, and so think think back to his uh, class, right? Right. Right. You 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 brought that up and said like, hey Scott, this is important. Remember this. Thank you for that, buddy. Uh, You're such a dick. <laughs> it I was know. important. I can't help it. Uh, and so, yeah, obviously that's why he knew what the Cruciatus curse was because it happened to his parents. It, it is sad. I, I think Dumble also mentions how, you know, he goes, Neville goes and visits his parents in the hospital when he's not at school and they, they don't even know who he is, basically. It sucks. Um but yeah, he wishes Harry luck on the final task, and that is the end of this chapter and this batch. Holy shit. Um that fucking chapter. Uh let's let's circle back around to the the Snape stuff. I Maybe I shouldn't get into this because obviously there's still three plus books left, and I don't have the full view. I do not understand how you can possibly hate Snape the way you do. Like, I don't really care what he does. He's just so goddamn interesting, especially now. 
Like this is okay. This yeah, is so- exactly like I feel like conversations you and I have had about the way, and I'm not saying this is a one to one comparison at all, but Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister, bad fucking dude, not a good guy, paralyzes a kid in the very first episode of the show. Spoiler alert. Right. Uh, but is one of my favorite characters in that show because he is fucking interesting as hell. So he- here's the deal. Uh, I I back that a hundred percent. I I really do like the the thing is though is I give you so much shit because you are always <laughs> constantly like oh that's my boy that's fucking Snake my fucking dude like being a fucking baller like as he's being a dick to children. I I'm just saying like he he's not somebody to be like idolized. He is arguably the most interesting character in in this entire story, and that'll even come out more so. I'm sure it does. I mean, it has to. So yeah, no, he, Amanda and I were just talking about this too the other day, you know, like it, as far as uh like how he's written, he I mean, he's written really well. He's a really good character, but he's he's a piece of shit. So I I just like to make sure that like hey, make sure that you guys are saying that that you like how complex his character is, not that he's some fucking hero or some good guy. Because he's not. I specifically love it when he gives shit to 13-year-olds. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> God damn it. You're the worst. Um, okay, you may have a point. Um, all I usually do when I'm trying to defend him is say, listen, he goes about it the wrong way for sure most of the time. But also, fucking Harry needs someone to get his ass in trouble because no one else fucking does it. And Harry... Everyone else, Sirius, this book, Lupin, Hagrid, everyone's like, Harry, fucking chill, bro. You are going to get yourself killed, and we care about you, and we don't want that to happen. And Harry is just like, eh, fuck it, I'm going to Hogsmeade. I can't be bothered with all your rules and bullshit. I'm too cool for school. And that, ugh. Yeah, I mean, that look, I me. I don't I don't shit on Snape and then go and defend Harry. I mean, no, yeah, no. Listen, I'm not saying that you're defending Harry. I'm just saying Snape at least attempts to put Harry in his place because someone fucking needs to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, holy shit, these. <sighs> the other thing I wanted to circle back around to is what I said, like when I about how specifically how much I hate you. I cannot fathom how you could possibly put Azkaban above this book. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot as we've been going through this book. <laughs> These last six or seven chapters or whatever it is could literally just be a hundred pages filled with the word poop repeated a million times over and i'd be like this is the best book in the series by by a mile <laughs> i don't You're even care an ultra piece of shit <laughs> i don't even no i'm just saying it doesn't even matter how the rest of this book goes i feel like i'm reading an entirely different series this has been the first book in this series uh, it's uh, painful for me to admit that i have been it hasn't been work to do my homework for the oh, week. that's good. I was gonna ask earlier, but I thought I'd save it for the end. It, it, like, have you? 
I don't I don't necessarily say like come around on the whole series, but like uh, is there like a shift happening where you're like enjoying like reading and enjoying doing this for this book specifically? Yes, all the other books it was like I was a reading chore. them because I needed to because we were doing the podcast. I never went right. back to the books and was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, getting back to Harry's adventure. Right. Uh, it was just like, oh, I need to read such and such chapters for this week's podcast. This book, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we gonna, we gonna get more Dumble? <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Um, it is so good, man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I guess I've never, every time that I've gone through the book, and I've read them several times, mm-hmm. uh, even as an adult, every time I've gone through the books, I go through them more for the fun and the nostalgia. Sure. Not as like a, how well are hey, these books Hey, this is well written. written and interesting. Right, right, right exactly. Um, and again, I mean, the, the reason that, I, that I'm that i so drawn to uh, Azkaban, which again is my second favorite book. Right, right. Uh, and although that is being questioned now. I'm uh, just saying you, would ha- you, you have it ahead of this book in the rankings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so for me, it's, it's Half-Blood Prince and then Azkaban. Right, right. Um, what I, I picture half I'm sorry, I picture Azkaban as like the book where we get Lupin, where we get serious, where we get the mm-hmm. badass shrieking shack scene. Uh, I mean, I like Buckbeak a lot and I really like the relationship that they have with Hagrid. Like, I, I picture those things and I and I just forget that the book is a lull until it gets there. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's, I mean it's it That's fine. Yeah. I just had to give you shit for that because I genuinely, legitimately am enjoying this book. I'm not, you know, doing a bit um it, I, I feel like I'm reading a different series entirely at times. I, I you know, the character's the same, so I know it's not, but it's like it's written so much more intentionally and fleshed out in such a way, um, which is why it's 37 damn chapters long, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, this this section was, was incredible. Uh, I think this might have been my favorite section that I've read. Um, there was just so much good information that we learned. Um, God, the pensive is such a good chapter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real good chapter. Like I said, I... Started enjoying the hell out of a Dumbledore, which I didn't expect when, you know, after reading the first couple books, I would not have thought I would have gotten to this point and been like, oh, hell yeah, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do, I guess? So uh, some some cool news for our listeners. Uh, so on next week's episode, we are going to be joined by our friends over at the Harry Potter and the Half Drunk podcast, Sam and Emily. They'll be here to discuss the next batch of chapters with us and hopefully uh, do a better job than I do <laughs> at, at convincing Scott to love the series. Um, although maybe that shift is happening I, I, already. I, I but uh, I couldn't say. But yeah, we're looking forward to it, and we, we hope you guys uh, do too. Definitely go check them out. They're, they're a blast. Uh, this is for people who are, like, you've read the series, everything, because every one of their episodes kind of just, like, really dives into different ideas and different themes uh, across the story uh, rather than just kind of a walkthrough like what Scott and I are doing. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to listen to some of their stuff. I, I want to get a feel, you know, for what we're who we're having on and everything, but it's it's tough because I'm it, like I, it's I spoiler heavy. I don't want to get spoiled. I have you for that. I don't need to listen to a podcast. 
<laughs> well, take my word for it, man. They're, they're great. They're going to be a blast. I'm excited to have them on. It should be uh, a and, good time. And hopefully time. our listeners enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, you got anything else for this, man? I... I sh- I could I could probably talk a little bit more about Snape, but well, I think we just yeah I think we should probably wrap up because it it'll just be more of more of the same probably. So. Okay, well sounds good, uh, guys. Thank you guys for sticking around for so long. Uh, this one did run a little longer than usual, or maybe not. not I don't really. know. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been a blast. I'm so excited that Scott is finally you know starting to come around on uh, on this story, and uh, stay tuned next week. It's gonna be great.